This is the Calm Living Blueprint Podcast, episode number 20. Hey, podcast listener. Even if you are feeling alone in your pursuit of calm and confidence, know that today, right now, in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of others all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. At Calm Living, we believe it's only when we stop struggling against our fearfulness and our anxiety that we begin to find lasting freedom from it, to live the lives we want to live. That is what this podcast is about. Come join the Confidence Revolution. Well, hello. Welcome to episode 20 of the Calm Living Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Candice Esposito, the founder of the Calm Living Blueprint. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode today. I appreciate your company and I hope this episode finds you doing well. So, how have you been sleeping? What changes have you made since the last episode to improve your sleep? In episode 19, we tackled the environmental and behavioral factors that can affect our sleep and what we can do to overcome them and improve upon them to optimize our sleep. In this episode, we're going to continue to cover the top tips and strategies to help you sleep like a baby, even if you experience anxiety. And we're going to tackle more of the psychological factors that can affect your sleep. So keep listening to discover what those psychological factors are and how to overcome them. First, a quick reminder that the show notes for every episode are available on the Calm Living Blueprint website. The show notes include the actual MP3 recording, the transcript of the podcast, any resources mentioned, as well as the home play that I recommend in each episode. The show notes for today's episode can be found at calmlivingblueprint.com forward slash 20. And that's the number 20 as in episode number 20. Now, did you know the human nervous system cannot tell the difference between a real event and a vividly imagined event? So when people lie in bed at night imagining pictures of events that make them feel anxious, it's not just their ideas that are affected. The whole of their body experiences the stressful chemicals that are released. And of course, these pictures and movies that your mind plays can keep you awake. In fact, I've noticed that most people with sleep problems get tangled up with those pictures and movies during the day as well. They picture themselves lying awake at night in their beds. They run these movies over again and again in their minds, all the while releasing stress chemicals into their bodies. Essentially, they're keeping themselves awake just by getting caught up in these pictures, in these stories that their minds keep playing The mind is a pretty powerful thing. Fortunately, we can use the same power to help program it to sleep. Here's an exercise you can do when you find yourself getting tangled up in the insomnia movie or insomnia story your mind is trying to tell you. 
Remember one of the things you lay awake and worry about. Bring it to mind and picture it right now. It may be something from the past that still worries you, or something you were worrying about happening in the future, such as not being able to sleep. You may see it as a few pictures, or as a sort of mini video, a film of something happening. It doesn't matter what sort of picture or video it is, just see it in your mind however it looks to you. Next, step out of the image, kind of like a special effect in a movie. Imagine floating out of yourself so that you can see the back of your head as you float further and further away until you can see yourself in the picture. Now float the image away from you another 12 feet or so so you can see the stressful situation as if it's happening to someone else. Next, drain out all the color from the image until it's only in black and white, like an old movie. Now shrink it down in size until it's a lot smaller. Keep watching it and make it as transparent as you can. Finally, now that the emotional intensity has been reduced, ask yourself if you need to make any decisions about the situation. And if you do, make those decisions using the calmness and sense of distance you have now that you see the situation like this. So what did that exercise help you to do? It helps you get distance to separate yourself from those troubling pictures of not falling asleep so you can see them for what they are. Simply pictures, another story that your mind is trying to tell you. When you get distance like that, you'll often notice the anxiety surrounding that situation, for example, of worrying about not falling asleep, will lessen significantly. For some people, it may not be pictures or a movie in their mind so much as words or thoughts. This internal voice of ours is important. Researchers have found that the way we talk to ourselves has a significant effect on how we feel. Again, fortunately, we can use our internal voice to help calm our mind and body. So let's start with something simple. Now you'll want to use this technique when you are safely relaxing completely, like in your bed, okay, since it can make you feel drowsy. With this exercise, you want to use your most comfortable, tired, drowsy voice and simply say the following to yourself. Now, I relax my eyes. Now, I relax my jaw. Now, I relax my shoulders. Now I relax my arms. Now I relax my hands. Now I relax my chest. Now I relax my stomach. Now I relax my thighs. Now I relax my calves. 
Now I relax my feet. Now I relax my mind. Practice speaking to yourself in a contented, tired, drowsy voice, even to the point where you're yawning, so that it becomes a natural, automatic part of falling asleep easily. When you say the words, actually feel it in your body. Allow yourself to relax. Allow each part of your body to relax as you say those words. And like every other skill you learn, this gets easier and you get better at it with practice. Now, sometimes we can get caught up in a particular story. You know, we take a label and apply it to ourselves. We get used to it, take it for granted, and never question whether it's actually true or not. For example, I've had patients come to me and one of the first things they've said is, I'm different, I can't change. Or they'll say something like, insomnia runs in my family, I just have to live with it. Or whatever I I do won't make any difference. Or my worries are far too real. Or I've always been an insomniac, I probably always will be. It almost feels as if they've been brainwashed, doesn't it? Are any of these statements really true? Or is it the story we tell ourselves and get caught up in that's the issue? I mean, stories will come up, as we talked about in previous episodes. That's just how our minds work, and that's okay. The problem is when we fuse with those thoughts and stories and take them as the gospel truth. Saying, I am an insomniac, is like saying, I can't run because I'm a person who stands still. If you define yourself by what you have done in the past, you will repeat the past. If you define yourself as someone who is free to make choices in the present, you can change your future. Alright, so let's get distance from this insomnia story. Think of a time in the past when you were telling yourself that you couldn't sleep. Remember it like you were back there again, right now. What did you say to yourself? You know, for example, it might have been, I can't change. It runs in the family. There's nothing I can do. Whatever it was that you told yourself. And it's okay if you can't remember the exact words. Just the sense of those words is good enough. Okay, so hear that internal voice again. Now, imagine stepping out of yourself, like a special effect in a movie. Same as how you did it in the previous exercise. So that you can see yourself in that situation as if it was happening to someone else. Watch yourself over there, talking to yourself, and imagine you can overhear what you are saying to yourself over there, about 12 feet away from you. As you hear that old story from 12 feet away, notice how different it feels to hear it like that. Now turn down the volume of that story over there. Keep turning down the volume until it's like a faint sound in the background. It might be there in the background still, and that's okay. Let it play. Now you are free to do what you want to do. You are no longer tangled up in the story. And guess what? When you hear the voice over there, 
it means there is room for a different story over here. So that type of technique over time will help you change the unconscious assumptions you've created about sleep. Now, how about those times when you just can't turn off your mind? Your head is full of thoughts and the thoughts are running around and around. Our lives can get busy and sometimes the only time we get to think things over is right at the very end of the day when you have some time for yourself. Our unconscious mind seizes that quiet moment. Thinking about what matters most to you is a good thing. However, it's just not the most convenient time to do it, right? Right before we go to sleep. So let's shift it to a more convenient time of day. Set aside at least 20 minutes to think about your own priorities and to work out a way to achieve them. If you've been kept awake by a busy mind, you'll want to do this every day for at least three weeks. It's a good habit to have regardless. And over time, you may find that you only need to do it once or twice a week. Okay, once you're into a routine with it. So find yourself a time and place where you can be undisturbed for 20 minutes. Take out a pad of paper and a pen. For the first five minutes, let your mind wander and think about anything under the sun. After five minutes, ask yourself, what do I want to do that really matters to me? Make a note of everything that comes to mind. Don't edit yourself or order things or prioritize things. Just let it all come out onto the paper. Don't worry about whether it seems ridiculous or silly. You can include anything. Okay, and when you feel you're done, just reread the list slowly and add on anything else that comes to mind while you're reading it. Now go over the list one more time and only at this point divide the items into two groups. So one group is going to be under the heading important to have and the other group is going to be under the heading nice to have. Okay, so important to have, nice to have. Then choose one of the important to have items, just one from the list under important to have, and ask yourself, what is the smallest, practical, achievable step I can take tomorrow that will move me towards reaching this goal? What is the smallest, practical, achievable step I can take tomorrow that will help me towards reaching this goal? Make sure the goal is realistic and commit yourself to taking that step tomorrow. When you do this exercise, you'll no longer be left lying in bed wondering, what if? You can go to sleep knowing exactly what you will do tomorrow to get a little closer to where you want to be. All right, and what if, what if it's a nagging feeling that seems to preventing you from falling asleep? Well, you can follow the same technique. For example, the other day I had a patient who said she couldn't fall asleep at night because she felt anxious. So I asked her to feel the anxiety again. Just allow herself to feel the anxiety and then ask herself, why am I anxious? Why am I anxious? Her first reply was a long list of worries. Worries about her children, her husband, her parents, at the end, I simply asked her, why does this matter to you? 
And why does this matter to you? She said she cared about them and was worried for them. I asked, why does this matter to you? And I kept asking her that question again and again. When she finally said, because I love them. When she said that, she suddenly realized that behind her anxiety was all the love and affection and joy that she got from her family. Her anxiety was simply trying to get her to acknowledge and enjoy all those wonderful feelings. So if you have a nagging feeling like anxiety that won't go away, that's keeping you from sleeping, try this technique. Let yourself feel the emotion. Don't react to it or act on it or resist it or reject it. Just let yourself experience it. Make a room for it. Now, notice if there's any tension in your body related to that feeling and try to examine that. Whereabouts in your body do you feel it? What does it feel like? Try to describe it to yourself. Next, ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Whatever the answer, next ask yourself, why does this matter to me? Again, whatever the answer, ask again, why does this answer matter to me? And keep asking this over and over again until the answer is something positive that you want or care about. This is the positive value which your emotions are telling you about. Okay, you'll know you've arrived at the right place when your answer is a positive feeling, so something you wish for, not something you reject. It's something personal, okay, it's about your values, not about what anyone else thinks, does, or feels. And when the original feeling is noticeably reduced or changed. So pay attention to this positive, personal feeling, and you'll notice now that your original feeling has been transformed into something positive and motivating. Okay, so keep asking yourself, why does this matter to me? Until you get to that positive, personal feeling. It's interesting, isn't it? When we do this exercise, we often discover that our disturbing emotions, our painful feelings, are actually reminding us of what matters most to us. And when you know what matters most, when you know what you want, it's much easier to relax and drift easily off to sleep. As you've listened to this episode, all those strategies and techniques we've gone over, what have you noticed? Did you notice that at the heart of each of these techniques are the principles behind the Calm Living Blueprint? Getting distance, opening up, being in the here and now, Pure awareness, knowing what matters, doing what it takes, each and every step of the Calm Living Blueprint is incorporated into these strategies. That's why the Calm Living Blueprint is so effective. You can apply it to anything, any concern, including insomnia or trouble sleeping. Alright, so whether you are struggling psychologically with a particular thought, story, or feeling, 
that makes it hard to fall asleep, you now have a way of dealing with it. And with the techniques from this episode, combined with the strategies from the previous episode, you really have all you need to change your sleeping patterns for the better. You'll probably want to listen to this episode again to make sure you haven't missed anything and to further practice the techniques that are most applicable to your situation. As your sleep improves, you'll feel more rested, more energetic, more creative. Your whole life benefits, really. So, here's to a good night's sleep. Till next time, I'm Candice Esposito. Keep calm and carry on. Mm-hmm.